Ready, set, go! Hey guys, welcome back to the EV Diaries. I hope you are having a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Back in September, during Battery Day, Elon Musk described uh, the battery as becoming a structural part of the car. And basically, my understanding is, instead of having a battery pack that is bolted to the floor of the car, the batteries are put inside the floor, and now the battery is part of the floor. Um, imagine it this way, if your cell phone, the entire back of your cell phone, was the battery instead of the battery being underneath the plate. You know, sounds like a cool idea and it's innovative thinking, but come to find out that this idea is decades old. I mean, going back to the early 2000s U.S. military experiments, old. And actually, according to Emil Greenhall, They've been doing this for a long time, and he's come up, well, him and his fellow scientists have come up and are working on a new technology that I think is, uh, is brilliant, but there's a lot of questions and a lot of things to be worked out. Emil Greenhall is a material scientist at the Imperial College London. He's also the Chair of Emerging Technologies at the Royal Academy. Um, you see, most of all of our devices, we're dependent on this battery that's got stuff crammed around it. And the battery makes up the bulk of our electronics. Our cars are the same way, because we know the batteries are important, and they're most of the weight of the car, everything else. So, Greenhall and his scientist buddies um, want to use the car itself as the battery. Basically, the storage would take place in layers that make up the car's frame. You see, batteries have four main components, which are the anode, cathode, electrolyte, and a separation layer. And essentially, the in a lithium-ion battery, the lithium ions travel from the anode to the cathode through the electrolyte and the layer, the, uh, the separator layer, sort of keeps everything in order. Um, now, imag now imagine these new batteries, they are using carbon fiber and ultra-thin sheets as the anode and cathode with the electrolyte and the separator sandwiched in between. And when I say ultra-thin, we're talking fractions of a millimeter. Now imagine taking all of these and layering them and laminating them into a structural load-bearing part of the vehicle. And that's what they're proposing to do. Now, Greenhall has been working with Volvo to do some prototyping on different car parts for this and they did some of the air intake stuff they built with this sort of 
technology and it was just a secondary battery to the prototype they only used it to uh, drive the air conditioning and the lights but they were still able to take and build this component that became its own functional piece of the car yet it was also a battery now that's that's pretty cool they also used the trunk lid as a supercapacitor. Now, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, a lot of people think supercapacitors are going to be the way of rapid charging, um, and it may be, but basically a, a capacitor is a storage device that once it's charged, it will sit there and hold its charge and can trickle trickle it out if it's controlled. If it's not controlled, it just discharges rapidly. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, it's a really neat concept and to build a storage device out of your trunk lid. I mean, my trunk lid doesn't store anything, except it keeps the stuff in the trunk flying out. Anyway, this is what's so cool about the EV world. You've got people that are trying to perfect what we have. And these are primarily your, your traditional manufacturers. They are trying to get us a car that is functional, that charges quickly, that can go two, 300 miles. Um, some of the manufacturers are way ahead of the curve. Some are falling behind starting to catch up now but this is what's going on then we've got these people like the engineers at tesla that are trying to morph what we got into something even better than what we've got you know they're they're not happy with the status quo they are trying to develop the next big thing that's going to help that's going to promote that's going to give us longer ranges charge quickly, more quickly, um, you know, they're trying to, trying to really push this. Then we've got these people like Greenball and his ilk that are, you know, they're just trying to reimagine something completely different that is just going to change everything. And um, I just, I just think it's cool. These guys are, are truly being inspired. Um, but all of these cool concepts are great but let's back up and, and look at some of the the things that just sort of entered my mind and again I'm trying not to be cynical not being cynical this is just things that I'm taking into consideration which I'm sure that these guys they're thinking about this stuff too but sometimes we get wrapped up in the excitement of what's going on that we overlook things but like the first thing, let's let's talk about recalls. We talked about Bill's Kona recall out there in Arizona. We've talked about the Chevy Bolt recall that they're having right now. Um, you know, right now a recall is a firmware upgrade. If the batteries need replaced, it's an unbolt a battery pack, bolt a battery pack back in. It's sort of plug and play. It's like changing the batteries in the remote to your television. Now, 
you're looking at if we start doing structural batteries instead of replacing the batteries in your remote you're going to replace the back of your remote control okay not a big deal for a remote but if you look at now you got to take the frame that is the biggest part of the structural part of your car you've got to take it away and replace it with another frame put the motors back on it put the wheels back on set the body back on top of the car that's a major major undertaking um true it cuts down on the weight of the car it provides more range it's a good idea I'm not saying it's not i'm just saying that the concept of replacing your batteries just got way more complicated now you take what greenhall's doing and you start building the entire car out of these components you know it's cool it definitely adds no weight to the car because the weight of the car is the weight of the car uh, but at what point does it get way too complicated do you have to replace the body of the car if your battery goes bad do you have to replace the entire car and that's probably what would happen uh, I don't know maybe um, and this brings up my second point what happens in an accident um, maybe you can just replace body panels and, and now you're replacing batteries but like I said accidents right now we've got chemicals inside the battery that don't play well together and we've seen this when batteries rupture and cause fire um, and I will back up and say this EVs are no more prone to fire and accidents than a gasoline engine but we just keep in mind that uh, for this discussion we're talking about okay if EVs rupture if the batteries rupture then you've you've got a fire risk on your hands um, what happens when this is part of the frame of the car are the batteries more protected or do we have a bigger issue now gut feeling is that the batteries are more protected but then again you know good hard hit you bent the frame um, you bent the frame you ruptured the batteries it's it's really a I don't know that's just one of the things that went through my head um, now what if your entire car is the battery obviously you're going to have to use components that don't react violently to themselves or a fender bender could just be a large eruption of flame uh, which like I said these guys are thinking about this and and this technology is not going to come to market without all these questions being answered but these are just as I'm reading this stuff this is the questions that are going through the back of my mind and let's talk about the supercapacitor I used to have an old Yashica camera that had a, a flash pack on it now the flash pack used four AA batteries and one day it stopped discharging now you could hear the capacitor charge up but you couldn't it, it wouldn't flash and I surmised that one of the wires inside the flash pack was broken or, or something so 
there was a sticker on there that said electric shock hazard or, or you know hazard of electric shock I think is what it said but anyway I took the, the flash pack apart and the wire was broke so I fixed it and soldered it put batteries in it turned it back on and you hear the as it was charging the capacitor and uh, had a little button on the back of it where you could trigger the flash and I triggered it and it, it popped and I'm just like all right great I've got this fixed and then you hear the battery go well I start putting the thing back together and then um, I got my hand across those electrodes of that capacitor and let me tell you what hazard of electric shock and that's the thing about capacitors we use them on our electric service to help support dips and flicker and voltage sags by controlling the way the energy comes back onto the grid. A capacitor, if you don't control the energy, it discharges everything it's got in it almost instantaneously. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, so these things, they have a potential to be dangerous. Especially like in an accident, what what happens if your supercapacitor trunk lid rapidly discharges? Um, and we know electricity is powerful. We know that we can harness it for so much good, but when it's out of control, it can be deadly. You can't see it. You can't smell it. You can only experience it. So what happens if one of these trunk lids discharges instantaneous and said it once i'll say it again these guys are going to work through all this stuff they're going to figure all this out there's no need to worry about it just these questions all of this is a grand lab experiment anyway all these scientists they're able to do all this thing in a lab environment but then when you try to bring it up to scale there's where the real proof is in the pudding and that getting back to Elon Musk and Battery Day, the fact that they're going to be able to make a tabless Jelly Roll battery, that's new and innovation right there. That's going to speed up the process. That's one of those things, bringing it to scale is the challenge with this new technology. Now, that being said, I'm not sure that I will see any of this in my lifetime. Not only this, there are some other things that are very promising on the horizon, and we'll be getting into those a little bit. But all of this is coming together to really, when you think about the EV future of the world, especially in small-town America, this is, this is exciting. I get excited at this stuff. All right, guys. I hope the rest of your weekend is wonderful. Hit that subscribe button, and remember, the EV revolution is here, and it's changing rapidly. Like something out of a sci-fi movie, it's a fun ride.